Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Young Actors Theater Camp podcast. I'm AJ Hamilton, and I'm here with Sean Ryan and Valerie Dorr. I cannot wait for today's episode. One of the coolest guests we've ever had. I mean, flashback, June, let's say 18th of 2022, not that long ago. I am sitting on the phone looking at TikTok. I know, shocker. And our guest today comes up on TikTok and says, hey, y'all, I'm on Cameo now. And I'm like, what's Cameo? So I click over to a website called Cameo. And it turns out that I could send him a text message for like $14.99. And I was like, wow, messaging people has become expensive. But I did it. And I was literally like, would you ever want to teach at the Young Actors Theater Camp? Because our guest today... Ruby Wood, Nate Ooh. from Better Nate Than Ever, is literally someone that all of these kids right now, all of, I think the world is looking up to as the first gay protagonist in a Disney film. What? I mean, it's like one of the coolest things ever, especially for me, having grown up uh, homosexual in the 1940s. You know, <laughs> it was a different time. And so to be able to see like someone on screen, like just living their truth, Lombold texted him, sent me the agent's info, got him booked, and today... Thanks to that amazing cameo. Whoever thought I was going to say that out loud. Cameo, if you want to sponsor us, we are open to it. Cameo makes dreams come true. We'll do cameos for you. This is a fantastic uh, episode. We got to watch Better Nate Than Ever at camp and it was fantastic. And oh my God, I was close to tears a couple of times. Because I mean, the coolest thing is I see so many different kids. We all do. We see so many different campers come through with their own struggles and their own lives. And uh, it's so awesome to see, have them see themselves in, in, uh, in Nate. And it's just, it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful experience. Go watch that. But also listen to this and listen to every single thing that Ruby has to say, because he's just so inspirational and so cool. He was so fun to have. Yeah, we have a lot of adults teaching master classes, and it's great to hear their perspective, but to have someone their own age mm-hmm. who's out there doing it professionally and leading a Disney film and just absolutely crushing it uh, has just been so invaluable for all of our students. And Ruby stayed and hung out with us, and kids we're so excited just to get to spend more time with him as a person and get to know him besides just seeing someone um, that's out there doing it. So we love Ruby. And he was our special guest judge at our drag night. Absolutely. Just kindest, sweetest, just really threw himself into the full camp experience and those are memories that I know all of our campers are really going to cherish for the rest of their lives. So, uh, Sean, as you always uh, say, shall we take it take it away? Do I ever do I always say that? Do I do I always say take it away? I, this is I mean, episode three. Episode three. Do I always say take it away? Do I have an always <laughs> already in this podcast? <laughs> I like yeah. that. All right, take it away. I think. Well, wait. Let me do it for real. If it's like, take it. Wait. Okay. T- t- in a world. Um, have you ever seen AJ the Smartless <laughs> where they all try to end the podcast? <laughs> you have to listen to the end. Oh my Smartless. God. Smartless, if you're listening, I worship you. Um, Sean Hayes. We'll, we'll learn that. It. 
Jason Bateman and all your special guests. We'll have them as masterclass teachers someday. That would be amazing. They can just teach sarcasm, <laughs> just like sarcasm 101. Well, amazing. the amazing Ruby Wood. AJ, take it away. Well, um, we have to start by saying that we watched your film a few nights ago. And we were all sort of so obsessed that it became like a Rocky Horror Picture Show moment where people were just cheering. I think we're going to have a place where we all like have specific audience reactions to it. That's incredible. I love that. What was this experience like? I mean, we're going to get to your first career a little earlier, but this is obviously like such a huge Mm -hmm. moment for you. What was Mm -hmm. it like to play Nate? It was really, really amazing. Um, It was also, it it was so crazy because... Like, there's so much that you don't expect. Like, I, it, it, was, it was just, like, the best experience of my life. And, like, I grew so much during that. And I, it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. How many years ago did you shoot it? Uh, just over a year. Like, just oh, okay. over one year, um, I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that's about right. Good. Um, and so tell us about the audition process. It's very long. Um, so I like I started doing auditions early January, and then there were three months of callbacks, which was a lot of callbacks. Um, yeah, wow. yeah, three months. But then I got the job, and then had to be in New York City in five days, like. We, it was, it was a very quick turnaround. So yeah, three months of callbacks. They were like, here, you, you're Nate. Now be in New York city for three months in five days. Um, so. Oh, production. Yeah. Oh, production. They're so giving with time. Um, so what were, um, those, how much of the script before you got the job, because you said three months of callbacks, how much of the script had you worked through and how much of it was like in those five days prepping? Only, so for all the callbacks, there was only like three scenes. There was only like three scenes that we basically did over and over again. But then I also learned a couple of the songs. And then um, I didn't actually have to learn any of the script in the five days because when you're filming, it's very different than like when you're doing a stage production where you have to learn the whole thing beforehand. But when you're filming, you just, you know, wake up, look at the schedule, you know, memorize the couple of scenes that you film that day and then go to set and film them. So you can really just memorize it as you go because you can do it as many times as you need. Yeah, and what about the musical elements of like that amazing musical number, but also like all the songs that you sang in it, was that all done before production started or was it sort of like the Glee story where they're doing it during the the time? Um, No, well, so my, my voice had, was changing while we were filming. So that was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That was interesting, but they knew that. And um, like we caught it just in time because by the time we were finished filming, I couldn't sing the songs anymore. I'm not even kidding. So, so the first, before we even filmed anything, we got to New York City and then the first thing we did before we filmed anything is we recorded the songs in the studio and then they were done and we could, you know, get to filming. Yeah. Wow. Is there, I'm going to jump way ahead. Is there talk of a sequel already? God, I hope so. I really, really hope so. Would you all love to see a sequel? Yes. Yes. I mean, 
I mean, so would I, but I know nothing. Um, uh, that's like that's completely out of my control. So, yeah. <laughs> it's such a um, uh, revelation in our culture to now be in 2022. I was your age in 1992. This was a while ago. It was a few <laughs> seconds ago, everyone. Just a couple. And I was sort of like in the period where like when Ellen DeGeneres came out on television or, um, I mean, we didn't even have Will and Grace until I was in college. So for me to go to this, I was actually at the LA premiere for this film and, for, and I knew nothing of it. And for me to sit there and watch you on screen be this queer protagonist, I could not stop crying. Like I went between crying and laughing the whole time. And then oh, absolutely. Josh at the end when he's like, I'm not embarrassed of you. I was like, gets why me are, every time. Why are they like doing I'm not this even joking. Us? Gets oh. me every single time. And you know the funny thing about that. So when we filmed, like the day that we filmed, you know that whole musical number, um, nobody other than me and Tim Federley, the amazing writer and director, and you know the people who were actually in the studio recording the song, nobody had heard the song yet. So what they did was they just, you know, in the theater, they pointed the, all the cameras at Aria and Josh and Lisa and then just played the song for the first time to get their reactions. And, like, they all cried. It was amazing. It was so amazing. Can we talk for a second about Lisa Kudrow? I mean, I, I got to hear the Q&A after the premiere where Tim was like, you know, we basically were like, we're not going to get Lisa Kudrow, but I'm just going to write her and be like, will yeah. you please do this? All of your performances are stellar. Lisa Kudrow delivers to me like an Academy Award-winning performance. Absolutely. As She's stellar in the film. What was it like working with her? Had you seen Friends? Oh, um, so I, I obviously knew about Friends, um, and I had seen you know episodes here and there, but I had never actually fully watched it when I met her. <laughs> so, um, but I didn't tell her that. Uh, but she is just, she was just the most down to earth, like she was the kindest person. She was so amazing to work with. And like every time we filmed a, a new take, she would just bring something new to the scene every single time. So it was just, you know, it never got old. Oh, she's a great dramatic actress. I mean, I think oh, they yeah. always say people who understand comedy can do drama even better. Absolutely. But, man, oh, I loved it so much. I could literally hog Ruby all day and just keep asking questions. Yeah. Do any of you have any questions by chance? Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we should probably start this process. Why don't we start here with the front row and we'll go Sloan and then, Ru um, I almost said Ruby, <laughs> Ava, whose sister's name is Ruby, who's Ooh. somewhere back there. Yes, we got two Rubies in the room. Sloan, head up to the mic and ask your question. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Um, so my question is, how did your life, like, change after the movie came out? Well, that's a really good question. Thank um, you. <laughs> first of all, I'm loving your whole outfit. The crop top Thank sweater is so giving. Um, it, it was really interesting because it changed less than I thought it would, but also, you know, still, like, a lot because, you know, I saw my face every time I went to watch a Marvel <laughs> movie. Um, and it... It's really, you have to keep, like, a mindset of, yeah, all this is changing, but, like, I'm still, I'm still myself. And, like, it was, so that was a very interesting part of it. Um, but, you know, my life changed a lot. And I think for the better, because now I get to be here and do things like this yeah. for you guys. And I Hi. love that. So, thank you. Thank you so much. I love that. Did you go back to um, public school after shooting, or are you now staying out and working in a 
I've been homeschooled my entire life. <gasps> yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I am going to a performing arts boarding school in the fall. Nice. So, wonderful, that. wonderful. Um, yes, and Ava, come on up. Hi, my name's Ava, um, and my question is, so how did you prepare to play the role as Nate? Like, considering you had five days before you were going to New York, right. how did you prepare for that? Um, well, there was, there was actually a lot of preparing kind of while I was doing all the callbacks mm -hmm. because deep down I kind of knew, I mean, obviously it was a big surprise, um, but I kind of knew that, you know, that's the direction that my life was going to go in. So I could kind of prepare while I was doing callbacks. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I didn't have to do that much character work because me and Nate are so similar. I could just bring myself to the screen. And that, that, was, that, was, that made it very nice. Thank you. Yeah. I've got a question if we can, um, if someone can get a mic over to Gina. <laughs> I have a question about how your life changed. Because, yeah. of course, living... Um, My you amazing know. mother, everybody. Yes, Gina Hosapal. Um, I just would love to know, in those five days, were you all, like, super prepared? Or were you like, oh, my gosh, we're moving to New York City? Oh, I didn't sleep at all <laughs> for five days. Um, well, like Ruby said, we kind of knew it was coming. So they, they do, they give you hints, and there's... there's um, I forget what it's called in this moment, um, but they we had signed a, a kind of an initial contract that we might want to choose you, but we're not exactly sure yet. Right. Um, so we kind of knew it was coming, but I work and have to pay the bills as well. So I just went ahead with my work as it, it was. I teach private music lessons and I just went ahead and started my session knowing that it could all change and then it did, and then I was awake for four days trying to rearrange all of that. So, you oh know, my gosh, that's it's, amazing! It's wild, yeah. And um, Gina, tell us a little bit about because I know you you're a musician yourself. Yeah. Tell us about how your career sort of you brought that into your family and and influenced your. So your I was um, I'm a singer songwriter. I perform folk music. That's kind of my yeah. genre, my gig, and um, and I did theater a lot as a kid. Um, but I love performing and I love writing music. And so when I, um, when I had kids, I have two kids, I didn't want to change that uh, lifestyle. So I just brought them with me. So Ruby spent the first five years of his life coming to concerts with me and I would put a blanket um, behind, behind me and a stack of books. And so he, he learned how to perform just by like being there, he would fall asleep in front of the speakers. He would, you know, it, just all the things. And so performing was was our lifestyle. And by the time he was six, I knew that that he wanted to perform. So I got him into community theater and he did that for years and years before he started doing professional stuff. Oh, that's awesome. What a good mama. Campus nice. That's so awesome. My family was the opposite. They were not performers at all, but they played music constantly. Yeah. And so I loved, I grew up to the, this is not the music of my day, but I grew up listening to like the Glenn Miller Orchestra, yes. like 1930s and 40s jazz. And now Love the kids that. come to my office and it's like playing in the background and one kid's like, why do you listen to haunted house music? And I'm like, it's not haunted house music. And then I'm like, 
Oh, it I'm sort of is. It's like a weird guy going like, heaven, I'm in heaven. And you're like, yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, who has the next question? Come on up. Hi. Hello. Um, hello. I love your outfit, first of all. It's slang. Um, uh, what was your favorite part of filming Better Than, than Ever? Favorite part, favorite scene, mm -hmm. favorite moment? Um, okay, my favorite, my favorite, like, aspect of it was, uh, you know, even though COVID sucks, it was kind of a blessing because nobody, like, everything was shut down and nobody was anywhere, so we could film, like, we didn't have to build any sets. So we filmed in Times Square and we filmed in the New Amsterdam Theater and we filmed in the Natural History Museum, so no one was anywhere, so we could, you know do all that stuff, but my favorite part of, you know, filming, I really liked filming, you know, the big time musical number, because that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so fun. I mean, and that set was beautiful, too. It was gorgeous. So cool. How long did it take to rehearse that big musical number before you shot? How many days did you have on that? Um, there was this, there was like a big rehearsal chunk. We had like, I don't know, three weeks of rehearsals before we started filming, which is not normal in the film and TV world, uh, but we, we got to rehearse for a, a couple of weeks. So I learned a lot of the choreography then, um, but we filmed that whole musical number over three days. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, what it looked yeah. like it was done in its entirety and that the camera just kept moving. Mm -hmm. Was it or was it done in pieces? Well, we uh, there, was a, there was a couple of takes where we tried to go all the way through, yeah. um, but it was done in a lot of different bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's incredible. Hey, thank you. Of course, thank you. Next person. Hi, so I was wondering, um, what was it like being one of the, um, or maybe the only, uh, like, lead, like, gay role in a Disney movie? Yes. Like, especially in a children's movie, because that's not very common. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I was, like, very honored to be able to be that voice that hadn't happened yet, because... Like that's, uh, that, that was so important to me and I know it's so important to so many other people out there and I just really tried to, you know, be myself and, you know, just try to like, you know, put out the right messages and it was, it was, it was so, it was so amazing and I love that I, I get to be that voice. Of course. I think it's so cool to know at one point my best friend, one of her kids was saying, um, you know, they were, I think they were like six or seven and they were like, what's gay? And she sort of explained it and she's like, oh, sometimes boys marry boys and girls marry girls. And he was like, could I be gay? And she was like, well, I don't know. When you think about holding hands with someone, do you think about holding hands with a boy or a girl? And he was like, a boy. And she's like, yeah, then you might be gay. And as she said that to him, I was at the dinner table and I had to fully turn and face a wall because I just started bawling. And then the kids left and she was like, are you, what, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't think you realize what you just did for that child's yeah. life. And I know this is probably a huge compliment and maybe too big to take on, but what you did with this film was you changed the world. I mean, literally, your whole crew and cast should be so proud of themselves because yeah. people now see that and they're like, slay. I, slay. I, I agree. Slay! <laughs> I, um, no, I agree. I agree. It's such... It's such an important, it's, so, it's just so important. Yeah. And like, especially, especially one of, one of the, uh, like one of the 
pushbacks that the movie gets is like, well, why didn't they just say Nate was gay? And like, because that's not the point. The point is that he's, you know, finding, finding who he is and finding his community no matter like what that may be. And it's just, it, like that's never been done before. Yeah. And it's so cool and so amazing. And what's your question? <laughs> Hello. Um, I love you and I guess, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> um, so uh, my question is, I was wondering like, what things did you do for yourself to prepare to be on camera? Oh, it's a great question. Um, like as in, as in like literally getting ready to film in a day or like more, you know what, I'll just answer all of them. Um, okay, so, <laughs> uh, uh, so like let's, let's start with, you know, daily routine. Wake up, you look at the scenes, you, you memorize the scenes in the morning and then um, you go to set, wherever that may be, changes. Um, and then, you know, you, you go put your costume on and then you do hair and makeup and then you go and you film. And uh, probably the biggest part of getting ready to film is met one, memorizing the lines, but also, you know, getting in the headspace of the character, focus, like, because we also filmed all out of order. Like, we, you know, we filmed um, all the stuff in the school that's at the beginning of the movie. Like, at the ver like those were the last days on set. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we filmed it all out of order. So you really have to focus, like, you gotta, you gotta figure out, like, what's happening in the story and, you know, where the characters' mindsets are. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental work in it. Especially as a lead, I bet you have to have that like trajectory of where the character is, so you can yeah. look at any given page and be like, "Oh right, I'm at this level right mm -hmm. now." Absolutely, wow. it's intense. Very nice. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Also, I love your outfit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Rosie. Hi, my name is Rosie. I'm 13 years old, and I was just wondering, what's it like <laughs> being like an actor of like our age at this period in time in the industry? Also, I love your pants. Oh, thank you. They're so amazing. Um, it's it's very interesting because <laughs> you like we have to like as child actors we have to you know balance like acting but also you know having all of the you know experiences like just being just being a kid and being a teenager. Um, Cause that's a that's an entire experience on its own. Like, <laughs> like that's that's a lot, and then just adding more on top of that. So it's you know if you let it get to you, it can be very stressful. But if you just go with the flow and just let things happen as they happen, then uh, then it then it then you can really just let yourself have a great time. And that's what it is. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. It's all about having fun. Thank you so much, and I'd love to say thank you for just being great representation in this day and age thank in the media. You. My name's Amaya, and I'm 13, and I was wondering, like, the whole process, like, what was, like, the hardest part of, like, filming and just, like, doing, like, everything? Like, what was just, like, the hardest part? That's a great question. Um, I feel like, well, there weren't a lot of, like, difficult parts because 
one, we got really lucky and every single person on set, all the actors, all the crew members were just amazing. Like we just, we were one big family and we just had a great time every single day. Um, so the, the, the difficult parts came more in like, you know, what we were actually filming. And um, one, of the, one of the most difficult parts was uh, when we were filming in uh, Aunt Heidi's apartment, it was really, 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 really hot. It was like the hottest days in summer and there was no air conditioning. So we had like, we had like handheld fans shoved under the couch and like in between scenes we'd, you know, just be fanning ourselves because <laughs> it was so warm. Um, so heat was, was probably the, one of the most difficult parts, but it was, there, it was so much fun. It was so much fun just a, every single day. So yeah. I love that. It's like a dream come true really. Absolutely. In that moment. Thank you. Of course. Hi, I'm Sam, um, and my question was like, how is your relationship with like some of the people that you are working with now? Um, really, really good. Uh, you know, we're all busy, so we don't talk as much as we'd like to, but me and Aria are, you know, best friends. And, uh, you know, I text Lisa Kudrow happy birthday every, on her birthday. Um, and you know, uh, but Tim Federley is always checking in with us and you know, we talk to him all the time. And uh, Josh is, um, you know, we talk to him sometimes too. So like we all keep in touch. We all keep in touch. We're one big happy family. It was so cute to see you all at the premiere together because oh like God. some people had never seen the film mm -hmm. and some people were like, you were so, and as you're on stage, I think Lisa Kudrow said to you, she's like, you were so good in the film. I know because we, <laughs> we like we, me and Aria had seen each other since filming, but I like we, we hadn't, we, we hadn't all seen each other yeah. like since filming. So that was like our, you know, it was the premiere, but it was also our reunion. And it was and so it was cute, great. too, because then the entire cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series, was there. was there. Literally, oh my God, I stepped, so we drove up to the side of the theater so I could get out and, you know, walk along the red carpet and do the interviews and stuff. And I step out of the car, and Dar Renee is standing right here, <laughs> and like, hmm? <laughs> my eyes just bug out of my head. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect any of them to be there. It was, it was... Because that was like the first kind of event like that that I had ever yeah. done. And it was so amazing. So That much was fun. your like first red carpet event? Like ever. Oh my gosh. And yeah. that was such a fun premiere. Oh, they, they it did really was. It was so great. So fun. Hi, Zs. My name is Simon. And my question was, what is something like you didn't expect when you first ever watched Better Night Than Ever? That's a really good question. Really okay. good. Like, did something surprise you in the edit? Or um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I obviously knew, because I, I knew kind of what it was going to look like when we were filming it. Um, but like, I just, I didn't like, I, I had, I had no idea what to expect really, and it was so amazing. Um, but one thing, there was, there was a lot of stuff that we filmed that didn't actually get into the movie. And it was a lot more than like you'd expect. There was this, there, the, first, the first thing that we actually filmed was this whole scene that didn't make it into the movie at all. So at the end, um, me and Josh are like in, in the house and he's cleaning up from this party and the parents get home and there's a whole moment there 
But like it didn't it didn't work with how the edit of the movie flowed. So that surprised me. That surprised me a lot. The comedy is obviously in the performance. Oh yeah. But the editors the can either make or so break good. it. The editing is flawless in that film. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It just really makes it sore. And oh, yeah. none of the kids or I don't I shouldn't say none of the kids. A lot of the kids didn't know that um, Norbert Leo Butts was the original Fierro. Yeah. So at the end of the film where he's like, just not wicked, just the not kids wicked. were like booing him. And I was like, no, no, it's a joke. No, it's a it's joke. it's funny. <laughs> um, no, because so Norbert Leo Butts and then Michelle Federer, who played uh, Nate's mom, they're a couple in real life. And she was also in Wicked. They met during Wicked. And so that was a, that's a whole... That's a whole little moment on its own. And that, that moment when he's like, as long as it's not wicked, yeah. it's just so funny. And that wasn't plans. Like, he did that. That was oh, his really? idea. Yeah. Oh, so many little insiders. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Hi. I'm Sloan, and I was just wondering, um, what's one piece of advice you would give to yourself before you went on set or into the movie and, you know, before you even know you would make it? Probably just to be myself. Because that is what has gotten me through, you know, everything. Um, because, you know, I, you can't tr pretend to be someone you're not. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's not going to work out. Um, and uh, so if you just, you know, accept who you are, and because you know who you are better than anybody else does. So if you can accept that, and love that and live with that and really just like express that, then that is what, that's what's gonna get you through. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, my name is Alicia and I'm 13 years old. And my question is, how would you balance your school life and your social life and just being a teenager, like having those teenager things happen to uh -huh. you and also the acting career that you have to focus all your responsibility on? Yeah, that's a great question, and I just have to say I love your outfit. It's very eleven. Um, yeah, it, no, it really. I think like that's the exact. You stole that. You stole that from the costume shop. Anyway, um, so school and acting is definitely a tough thing to balance. But like again, I'm lucky because I was homeschooled. Um, so that gave us a lot of flexibility to travel and you know do all the do you know all the acting things but on set there's always a tutor um to you know tutor the actors uh so that's that's how you that's how we balance school and um and then really just like i just had to like make i had to make my own social life time like i had to just make time for that um because you know if i if i didn't like specifically make time for that you know it could just not happen but it I I'm a very social person so I like I spent as much time with my friends as I could because I knew that you know any minute I could just fly to California to 30 first 36 hours and um so yeah it's it's definitely a little bit of a challenge thank you yeah. hello my name is Jacob um I just had a few mini like a mini question first how's working with Joshua Bassett Incredible. He's the nicest person alive. Um, also, like during your audition process and like um, while you were in the movie and while you were filming, did you ever have like a moment where you felt like you weren't good enough or you felt like you couldn't keep on going like and you lost your self-confidence for a little bit? And then uh, how did you, if so, how did you get like back up and how did you regain your self-confidence? 
wow, that was deep. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I did, because like that's just what happens. Um, but I, like, I did not let it affect how I, you know, like, how I, how I acted, you know, on set. I was basically like, you know, I have all this baggage, but I'm going to leave it here at the door, and I can pick it up when I get back home. Mm. And, um, uh, so, like, because on set, like, if you walk, I, I walked onto set every day just, you know, being open and gracious and just happy and bubbly. And then if, if I was even still thinking about it, like, I can, I can leave all that negativity at home for, you know, time when I'm, when I, that's what I can focus on. But really, there's no other time to focus on that. So that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mental process. But I got through. And then also, do you have any other, like, uh, advice for, uh, like young actors and like the people here and me especially um, for like how to like keep up your self confidence. Um, like I said earlier, you know, just being yourself that always helps with uh, confidence. But then you know, also just like don't beat yourself up about things that you can't control, because you know I could I could go and think back through my day and think about you know twenty things that I did wrong and you know have that be at the front of my mind or i can go and i could think about how overall no my day was my day was pretty good oh and then once i start thinking of that i'm like oh no and then there was this other thing that was really good oh and that reminded me of this other thing so it's it's really about not letting those negative thoughts just completely ruin you because they can and they will if you let them so you just cannot let them. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great time at YTC. <laughs> Thank what you. Was you the, too. <laughs> what was the funniest thing that happened while you were on set? Like, were there any mishaps? Were there any moments where the laughter started and couldn't stop? Um, yes. And uh, can you share it with us? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's, there's a whole blooper reel somewhere that oh. you guys can find. Um, there, it's, it's really funny. Uh, but there, there, was, there was just, you know, a couple moments where uh, we just kept forgetting our lines or um, uh, Josh tripped up the stairs one time and uh, just like little things like that. And uh, it was just, it was just so, so delightfully funny. Um, but like, yeah, li line mishaps are always, you know, so great. I mean, not for filming, but like, you know, to think about afterwards. Yeah. But there was a lot. We had a great time. They lighten the mood. Well, maybe we can show that blooper reel tonight during the drag show. Yes, please. I would love to see it. I love a good blooper reel. Me too. I love one. I know this is horrible, but I like it when people are okay, but after they trip. Oh, I. <laughs> it's it's difficult for me sometimes because like if if I watch somebody completely just like eat dirt, I. Like, I care about you and I want to help, but I have to take a minute because I will come over to you and not be able to stop laughing. And, like, it's not okay because I want to help you, but I can't. It's a normal thing. It's normal. We have that in common. I like that too. Okay. Um, hi, my name's Emma. I'm 13. Um, I was wondering, like, were you nervous, like, on set? And if so, like, how did you deal with it before, like, filming so you didn't show it? Um, I was a little nervous at the beginning because I had never really been in front of a camera before. 
I mean, I've, I've, I obviously had been in front of a camera, but like not on that level. So I was obviously a little nervous. Um, but everyone on set was so supportive and so nice. Like Tim just, you know, was just there for, for anything, anything that any of us needed. And it was such a supportive environment and that helped a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, my name's Lucy and I'm 14. Um, my question is kind of like Sean's, but I was wondering if there was any scenes that you'd like messed up or couldn't stop laughing so badly that they had to rewrite it. Um, <laughs> uh, not on that level, but there was definitely a couple of times where, you know, we just couldn't hold it together. We had to, we had to take a little water break to, because, because once it starts, like it gets to a point where you can't even make eye contact because then you're just thinking about it. Um, but you know, that's, that's what makes it so much fun. Well, and those bloopers from Friends too, where they talk about like once Lisa Kudrow starts to lose it, that her laugh is so contagious. Oh, did you watch the reunion? Yes. Oh my God. Her oh. laugh is hysterical. And it's, they, it's incredible. She just can't get over it. She's no, just, they, and then they make eye contact and she starts laughing it's again. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Thank you. Hi, I'm Callie. I'm 10 years old. And I was just wondering, like, how did you prepare for the audition? Oh, um, question. Yeah. Um, so what they did was uh, my agent, you know, sent me the audition. She was like, hey, they want you to audition for this. And I was like, great. And then I got one scene and one song that I had to learn. And I did a self-tape, so I recorded myself doing the scene, and my mom read the other character's lines, and then I sang the song, and then I sent that in, and then I just waited. And then, you know, they, they watch, you know, hundreds of self-tapes, and they have to narrow it down from all these kids who are sending in. And um, then they, they watched mine, and they liked it, and then they called me back, and they sent me another scene and another song, and then they liked that one, so they called me back. And then they just kept calling me back for three months. Three months. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and, then I, and then I got the job. Uh, so they, yeah, I got sent a scene and a song. And I learned it, sent it in. Cool, that, thank you. That must be so interesting at that moment, too, when you're just, when, like you said, your voice is about to change, you're growing taller, you're getting older, where you're sort of like, Hey Disney, we're gonna want to get cracking on this. Cause. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, Tim was very like, you know, def talks about how like they definitely took a chance on me because my voice was about to change, and it did quickly. Um, <laughs> and you know, but like that that I think that's one of the reasons why uh, it took so long for them to decide because they were like, well, this kid's really good, but you know, he, all, his voice is about to change. And um, uh, so like, do we want to choose someone safer? But then they chose me and it ended up all working out. But if you watch the movie again and you listen, there's this one specific moment where you can definitely tell. Uh, so in the beginning, after Nate goes and looks at um, Lincoln, the unauthorized rock, rock musical, the, uh, looks at the cast list and sees that he's always down at the bottom. Um, like he, he does these lines, he's like, I need to go talk with my associate. And then it cuts to the scene in the bathroom where he's talking to Libby. From the scene, from the, um, that one scene to the bathroom scene, my voice goes like from down here to up here. 
And it's, 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 yeah, it's like, I need to go talk with my associate. Good news. You texted that you had good news. It's really, really funny. <laughs> now we're all going to be watching it for just that. I love that. It's awesome. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Um, hi. My name is Leo. I'm 14. Uh, the question is, have you ever experienced um, any doubts specifically influenced by other people on the set and even before you became an actor? No, because I, like I, you know, I said earlier that I didn't let any of that negative negativity, um, like, overtake my brain. But also, I was, I'm, I was confident in myself. So if anybody had anything, you know, bad to say, I was like, that's like, that's your opinion. Like, you can have that, but I don't care because this is what I'm doing and I enjoy what I'm doing and that's that. So I, I definitely do not let what other people think of me affect how I live. How did you become that confident? <laughs> it's, it's really just like it, it if, if you're not as confident, it like takes some getting used to, but if you focus on it and if you, if you really take the time to work on it and also just, you know, expressing yourself in ways that you, like you feel really express who you are, like, um, like I, I have, you know, a little collection of cool shoes. I like shoes. Um, and you know, that's one of the ways that I express myself. And um, I do my nails, and that's a way that I express myself. And if you can just find those, those, uh, those things that are unique to you, and you know, you start to implement them into your everyday life, you know, you'll just naturally become more confident in who you are. Okay, thank you. I love that advice. I'm gonna go do my nails tonight. What great advice. And also, like you said before, of finding the moment where um, you look at your day, and you're like, oh yeah, some things didn't go right but I'm gonna look at the things that did go right and build off of those. Absolutely. That's such a great way to, to step into your own self. I love that. Hi, I am Isaac, um, 15, and I, I was wondering, how did it feel, feel being the one who pretty much be carrying a show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was, again, it was very interesting because, you know, like I'm, I, there's never a moment when I'm off screen, uh, like the, the, the entire movie like is Nate. It is about Nate, but it didn't, like, it didn't feel like that because everyone on set was so amazing and like we all lifted each other up. So it didn't feel like I was, you know, the, the main character and everyone else was, you know, uh, it, because because we were just we it was just such a positive environment that um, yeah Nate's the main character but we were all one big family so it didn't feel that way. Thank you for your question. Thank you so much. I am Fiverr and I was wondering if you ever experienced a whole bunch of pressure to be like to focus solely on acting or to focus entirely on one certain part of your life and throw away a lot of like your own your own life and just being a teenager and how did you deal with that or get over that if you did? Um, personally, I have not experienced that because my, my family and all of my friends have been so supportive of me and what 
uh, I'm doing. But I, I can absolutely like see myself in a position where that could be happening. But again, you are the only person who know like like if you know what you want to do, then why why let somebody else tell you what you should be doing? Um, so if you have if you have what you want to do and you love what you do, then just keep going with it because if that's what's going to make you happy, then that's what's important. Thank you so much. Of course. We've been talking a lot. We have to do an, a class at camp, um, which is boundary setting for mm -hmm. actors, you know, not just for like on set, but also like in your personal life. If you're like, oh, hey, I've got requests for 10 interviews this week, but I know I really should only do five because I don't have that much time and I'd like to be able to play with my dog or yeah. hang out with my sibling or. Yeah, um, that's boundary setting is very important. It's hard. It's difficult to do because, like, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everybody happy because, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to be sad. But really, like, you know, you have to set those boundaries because if you just, you know, do everything that gets thrown at you, then, like, you're going to be ex exhausted and you're going to be, like, miserable. Yeah. So, yeah, boundaries are important. Hi, um, I'm Adele. I was wondering... Uh, what you're most looking forward to, like in your career and just in general, like. I don't know. Um, that's a great question, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take whatever life throws at me, and I know that that's gonna be, that that's gonna be good, and that's gonna be right. Um, so I, I don't know what I look forward to. I just know that I'm looking forward to looking forward. You're obviously going to have a huge career based off of this being your launching pad. I mean, people are just in love with the character and you as a performer. I always think it's funny at um, like film festivals or screenings or stuff where they ask you like, what's next for you? And you can't just be like, can I, could we just be here right now? Like, yeah. I like this moment. Absolutely. Like exactly that. Yeah. Just live in this for right now. And yeah, um, yeah I love that. Hi, your outfit's amazing. I'm gonna say it before anyone else Love does. That. Um, hi, I'm Abby, I'm 11, and I was wondering, like, in all the New York City scenes, everyone in the crowd, like, their reactions seem so genuine, so were they set extras, or were they just, like, ordinary people walking the streets? Oh. That's a great question. Um, so, at anyone, at, so, like, in, in all the scenes that were on the street, Everyone was a was a set extra, um, but there there are a couple times where you can see people that aren't hired extras. Like in in the Times Square scene, um, like the camera goes up and it's you know Times Square, and you can see you know you can you can see everybody milling around in the middle. But then there's kind of a section where you can kind of see where there's like a square of people. Oh. And like, because like people are watching us film, and it was really, really. You can like watch them have their phones out, and <laughs> so yeah, the, every everyone was a set extra. But there are a couple times when you can see real people. Hmm. I'm Cameron. I'm 13, and I was wondering. It's really hard for me, so I was wondering. How do you, or how did you, uh, go about navigating the changes in your voice? 
That's a really good question. Um, it's really hard. Uh, it was really hard because there's, it's, it's so fascinating. Um, so when your voice starts changing, you go from having this whole range of notes to having only this much. Like you go from having a whole range to this much. And then slowly your range starts to grow again. Um, but a really important thing to do, do you sing? Yes. Okay, so when, don't push, like, don't push your voice. You're gonna know what's comfortable in your voice and what's uncomfortable. And there are gonna be moments when, when you're like, oh God, like, what if, what if this is how it is? Like, what if I can never sing again? That's normal, that's what happened to me. But your range will get bigger again. And um, just don't, don't push your voice. You'll, you'll know when it's uncomfortable and that's, just trust, trust that it'll get better. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Hi, my name is Bunny. I'm 11, and I just, I just like love everything about you. Oh, thank you. Like you're just like so awesome. Um, and I was wondering when you decided or like started thinking about becoming an actor, like what you wanted to, like knowing that you wanted to do it. Oh, good. When did you, yeah, when did you get bit by the acting bug? Um. Well, I like to say that I came out of the womb doing jazz hands. Um, <laughs> so kind of always, I, I always, I, I like, I always like to perform. I've always, you know, been a performer. But I did my first community theater show when I was six, six years old, and then from there I was like, yeah, no, this is this is what I want to do. This is it. What was it? Um, it was okay. So I count it as my first show, even though. It wasn't. Um, so it was Charlie, it was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Jr. And um, little six-year-old me was Charlie Bucket, goodness. Um, and it, that was, like, that's, that's what really started. That's what really started my acting. But what the one that I don't count, which is a show that I did before I did that, was called The Dragon Slayers, and I was a skunk. And... Um, <laughs> Like I had this, I had this bit where I just like I walked around a stump. I just walked around the stump, uh, and there was like the, I, I I don't even really know what was going on, but like there was this guy and he was falling asleep on the stump, and like we were hypnotizing him. I was a skunk. It was a show, um, and it was a good time. Uh, That's a t-shirt. I was a skunk. I was a it skunk. was a show. It was a show. <laughs> I love it. Hi, I'm Soleil, like the circus. <laughs> like Sorry, the I just saw your shoes. <gasps> oh, yeah. I love them. Anyway. I'm in half drag right now, so. Incredible. <laughs> so my question is, out of like every show ever, what is your dream role? Absolute like dream. What would be like oh. the peak of your life to play? That's a really hard question because there are so many, so many, so many good shows out there. But so I'm going to give you a few. If I could think of a few. Um, <laughs> I would love to be Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors because Little Shop. Um, and I would also love to, uh, if they ever did a gender bent version of Six, yes. sign me up. Yes. 
I might I might have to put on my six shirt later. I brought it. Um, I love six so much. It's my favorite. I'm sorry. Shirt. Did you just brush over the fact that you brought your six skirt with you? It's a shirt. Not oh, a skirt. Shirt. It's not a shirt. I was like, but I also I don't. So so I I uh my tutor during Nate uh like was in charge of selling merch at six. So I got to get a couple free things. <gasps> so I have a shirt. And, and um, I, I have a fan, too, which you will be seeing at drag. Um, so, yeah. Slay. Love Thank it. you. Yeah. Love that show. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm 13. And, like, how do you practice, like, staying in shape, like, in acting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think I understand what you mean. Um, once you start acting, you can never really... Like, it, it, like sure, you can, you can, you know, stop doing shows for a while. But you, you never really lose how to do it. So, like, I'm doing auditions all the time. I'm always singing. I'm always performing. So, I, so like, I never really stop. But I don't think it's something that you can get out of shape from. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, especially as you're doing auditions, like, on the daily or the weekly, we always tell our students, like, if, you know, because especially living in Northern California, like a lot of these students do, the auditions may come, like, once a month as opposed to once a week for New York, LA. So we always say like, if you can pull sides every week to work them through, just so you keep you know that that uh, that absolutely. skill up. But yeah, it's like riding a bike. I mean, as soon as you pick up the script again, you're like, oh it. yeah, oh absolutely. Can you ride yeah. a bike? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure I didn't make like a metaphor that was like, wait, I actually can't ride a bike. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I love you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love all the love in the room. I love you guys too. <laughs> this is so great. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ruth, I'm 15 years old, and um, you talked about um, doing theater and with your, when you were younger with your mom and just being on the stage, and I was wondering about your background in theater and how that differs from being in film. Yes, I love this question because it is very different, um, but it's also, it, it's, it's very different, but it's also not because you know you're still acting, but on stage you have an audience to you know feed off of, and you like your you, stage acting is bigger. Like everything on stage is like bigger, and um, not only that, but you have the audience to feed off of, and like there's just that constant energy, and like if you mess up on stage, you like you just keep going, like nothing happened. But on, in film. It's much more personal because the, not, not only can the camera pick up so much, like every, everything is more subtle because it can pick up all the subtle things, um, but also it's, it's like at a different level because it's, it's less here and more here. Um, so it's, it's more internalized and it's, it's a lot more personal because you, when you're on stage, obviously you want to connect with the audience and you want to entertain them. And when you're in film, you you want to you want to connect with, you know, it's less of a grand audience, and you want to just like connect with the one with the camera. You want to connect with the one person who's watching, um, even though there are a lot of people watching. Uh, so it's different, but it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Did your director uh, have any like specific advice for you as you went through this process of like, um, you know, moments where you might have like 
been acting it more than thinking it or you know being too big how did they how did they help you stay grounded because of course we trust our directors more right. than anyone oh absolutely you have to um yeah that's a that's a really great question um i kind of just like i i i just tried things right and um because he always said that it's easier, you know, to dial someone back than to try to make them go further. Yeah. So, you know, I always did things a little, a little too big on purpose so that then he could, you know, dial me back instead of being like, hey, you have to do more. Because that's, that's, that's more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think, too, I don't know if you had this experience, but in the first films that I got to shoot as a kid, I always found that I was expecting to get to set and have them change my performance. And in actuality, it was what I auditioned that they wanted me to do. Right. In the thing, and I was like, I just pictured it that that just got me the job, and now you were gonna like magically transform. Yes. No, no, you already did the job in the audition. Was exactly. that weird for you when you got to set? Um, a little bit, a little bit, because uh, like exactly like you said, like they don't like film directors. They don't like change your performance, but instead they. They just like give it little tweaks. They give it little nudges. Yeah. Whereas like on stage, yeah. they're like, okay, so you're doing it like this. I mean, this is like, I, this is like not in a negative way. They're like, you're doing it like this, but like, let's have you, you know, try it like this and try it like this and try it like this. And it's yeah. kind of the same in film, but it's on a much like smaller scale. Yeah, and it, and it really is like, like almost like improvisation. Oh yeah. It's just like, what if? Now let's do one for fun. And yeah. I always pictured it to be such a serious art form because what you see as the final product is right. so produced and, and final. But um, but on set, I always think it's like, oh, yeah. it's actually kind of fun. It is, it is. Especially in a movie like you all had. I mean, oh, the yeah. comedy is just amazing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We just like we just got on a set and you know we 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 did the scene and we just you know we just had fun with it. And then if Tim saw that there was something we could be doing differently, he was like, okay, that was great try it a little bit differently, like go in this direction. And um, yeah, we just had a lot of fun. Love it. Hi, sorry to make you wait that whole time. No, no, no you're all good. Hi, my name's Vanessa, I'm 14. And I was just wondering, what was it like working with Disney with it being such a big franchise? Um, it was really amazing, honestly. Um, because I think I was very lucky because every, like they hired such an amazing cast and crew. Um, but like it was, I, I, I feel really lucky and it was really awesome and amazing, especially because, you know, it is such a big franchise. So I got to get my face out to so many more people and change so many more lives. So, yeah. Thank you. I love too that, um, that Tim spoke to the director spoke to the idea that he had had such a huge, a few huge hits with Disney that this was sort of like him getting to write his own ticket. Mm -hmm. Like he was like, I want it like this, this, and this. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. I think that's so liberating to not go into a production Absolutely. with any limitations. I love that. 100%. Hi, my name is Olivia. And I was wondering what was the process of doing your self tape audition? Another great question. Um, so in my house, I have a room and, uh, one of the walls is painted blue. Um, I, like, usually, like, we, we also have a wall that's green, just in case, because my eyes are blue. Uh, like, blue works better for me, but, you know, some people look better in front of a green background, and, you know, some people look better just in front of a white wall. Um, so I have, a, I, have a, I have a room in my house that's, you know, the recording room, and uh, 
I stand in front of the blue wall. We have a tripod with the camera, and then we have, I have two lights. And then, uh, like, I will have memorized the script, and my mom will stand on behind the camera and read the lines, and, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll act with her, and, you know, we record it, and that's that. But one of the things, like, it's so interesting because since you're just in that room, you have to use your imagination so much more because you have to visualize where you are in the scene. And that helps me a lot, really figuring out, okay, I'm like, I read the scene. Okay, this character is standing here. And then I kind of imagine the rest of the room, okay? So maybe there's a bookshelf over here and maybe there's a table right here. And, you know, just getting really specific with it because then I can like put myself in the scene more. Yeah. So that helps me a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah. What does your um, uh, sibling think of all of this? <laughs> oh. oh, she loves it. Uh, she wants nothing to do with it. She's very introverted. She's very behind the scenes. Yeah. But she thinks it's, you know, great time. Must yeah. be so cool, too, to, like, just have, like, your older sibling be in this. Is she's younger? Yeah, she's yeah. younger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a younger sister, and then I have an older brother and an older sister as well. Oh, cool. Uh, but they, like, they don't live with us there. Older. I don't know. They're older. <laughs> no, but they're great. I, I, I love all my siblings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool family dynamic that we have. That's so cool. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm 12. And I was wondering, I know you're interested in acting and performing, but if you could have a job behind the scenes or behind like the camera, what would it be? Whoa. That's a really good question. Um, I think directing would be really cool because like, I get to see how it all comes together. But also, even just like, uh, you know, like, like uh, being a makeup artist, you know, doing the makeup on all the actors and then, you know, getting like sitting on the shot, so like sitting on set while they film and then going in in between takes, you know, touch everything up. Uh, I think that would be fun, too. I love that. So yeah. do you think that this is a full, uh, like right now in your life, do you imagine that the rest of your life is in show business? Absolutely. Yes. Good, yeah. Good. Um, but I also love to cook. So like, I'm sure I'm going to be acting for the rest of my life. But if that happens to not work out, then, you know, I'll just open a restaurant somewhere. Oh, well, sometimes there's people like, like Claire Danes acted until she was like 19 and then went like to college and was like, I'm going to be a lawyer and <laughs> then came back and we we're like, oh, cool. I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about being a creative is you can really stretch your mind to say like, I'm gonna go to culinary school for a year. Yeah. Or I'm gonna do this. Absolutely. Or, yeah, there's no timelines. Hi, my name is Michaela. I'm 14. Uh, after the movie was released, uh, did you ever like get recognized in public? And if you did, <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Uh, I didn't. I, I haven't gotten recognized in public. Like no, ever. stop it. Like actually never. Um, for real? For, well, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> We're like all in disbelief. I know. We're so like... no, I I've never gotten recognized. What? Well, okay. So I live in a really small town, and so and my mom teaches music lessons there. So between her and me, like we we all know everybody. But like other than you know people that I actually know, I haven't because I look very different right now than I do in the movie. And if people watch the movie, they're looking for that kid. They're not looking for this. So no, I haven't gotten recognized, and it's very interesting. What's funny too, because when I saw you at the premiere, I mean, your premiere outfit in LA was everything. So good. So good. But I literally was like, oh, they must have filmed this like 
three and a half years ago because <laughs> it just looked like you had aged yeah. up a lot over yeah. the period, but it wasn't. No, it, was it, it, it really wasn't. It, it's, it's been just over a year, but wow. like with my voice changing, like I, I got a lot taller, you know, yeah. I grew into my features. Um, I know I, I changed a lot over yeah. that very short period of time. Oh my gosh. How funny. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Lucas. Um, my question is, do you have any advice for people who want to go into the theater or movie industry? Um, yes, I do. Uh, what, what, so what, what would you, what would you like to do? Would you like to do theater or film or both? Why not both? Great. I love that. Um, if you love to do it, then you should do it. Uh, and you know, it's difficult, but so does everything. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I think that if you keep working towards it, then that is absolutely something that you can do if you want to. Thank you. Yeah. How do you deal with like um, in terms of as actors? You know, we obviously know that like if we get one out of ten jobs that we audition for, that's an amazing track record. Like, how do you how do you what do you do after you do an audition to sort of let it go and forget about it? Well, I've done a lot of auditions. Like, you know, you have to do a hundred auditions before you even, you know, get a call back. Um, but, you know, just treat it like, I, I like to treat it, you know, like the audition is its own thing and it's not leading to anything else. Like I get the audition and I do the audition, but that's all it is. Yeah. And if I happen, and if it happens to expand, then that's great. But um, like I use the auditions as learning opportunities to maybe be like, oh, I just realized that I'm doing this in this scene. So, you know, I'll try that on, other, on another scene to see if that works. So it's really a learning opportunity. Yeah. It's great. It is auditioning, I think, is the job. And the job is, you know, when you book the job, that's sort of just like the icing yeah. on the cake. Absolutely. Like, I 100% I agree. Auditioning is way more difficult than what you're actually going to be doing if yeah. you were to book the job. Look at you guys taking notes. You look so professional. <laughs> uh, hi, my name's Nightingale, and I was just wondering about how long did hair and makeup take each day, and did you have sort of a say in maybe what your character could look like? Well, actually, that's really funny that you said that because during the three months of callbacks, there were some uh, times like where I wore this, I had this, like Nate wears this green polo. Uh, it's like a t-shirt. I like I have a shirt that looks exactly like that and I wore that to one of the callbacks and Tim was like, hey, can somebody take a picture of this because I like it. Um, and then I also have a striped sweater and they were like, oh, I like that for Nate. So I, I guess I unknowingly kind of had a say, but I'd say they took a solid, gosh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It was, I guess it was like, I, I think like from when I got to my you know, trailer in the morning. I think hair and makeup was like a solid half hour, but they didn't have to do anything crazy on me. They just had to, you know, comb my hair and put some makeup on. Like there wasn't anything crazy. So it did take a lot quicker than, you know, if they were doing any special effects. Uh, so it didn't take very long, no. Thank you. Hi. Hi, my name's Taylor. I'm one of the counselors here. Um, and my question is, we talked a little bit about dream roles. But specifically when looking for audition, what draws you to a particular character or show to want to be a part of them? That's an interesting question. Um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's like, at least for me, it's not really something that I specifically look for. 
But if I get an audition and I read it and there's something that draws me in, I can't always, you know, put a name to it or what it is. But, like, it's it's more of just a feeling. Like, I'll read the sides and I'll be like, huh, like, this is really intriguing to me. And it's usually with those auditions that I will find myself actually trying harder uh, and, like, like trying harder to, like, do well. Um, whereas, like, if I, if I get an audition and I'm like, ah, oh, this, this looks fine, like, and then, then I'll just, like, do it and be done. Um, but there's not really anything specific. It's more of just, like, a, a feeling for me. Thank you. Question. Hello, I'm Max. I'm also another counselor here. My question is, um, since it was such a high production and your first time being on a production like that at Disney One, um, I guess what is your biggest takeaway for you to approach a production like that again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, filmmaker, by the way. Very good filmmaker oh, question, amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. That's uh, genius. Um, really just, like, show up on set and just have fun. Because, like, if, if you – obviously it was work and we were working – but we were also just having a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, like, it, like we didn't let anything, like, weigh us down. Like, there was always something new. There was always something interesting going on. And I feel like going into another production, I just focus on, you know, stepping on the set and just having a great time and just being relaxed and comfortable. Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I've left – I left a project once where – I remember thinking, like, I didn't make bold enough choices as an actor. And, I, you know, because I was like, so I just was a, a recurring co-star on a TV show for a, a few episodes. And I was like, I'm just going to do the job I'm here to do. And then when I left and was talking to a friend who works a lot in, the, in that regard was like, oh, yeah, did you feel like you were, like, stepping forward? And I was like, nope. I felt like I was doing the job and then going back to the chair and sitting and just waiting to be told what to do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely feel like as actors, we should all make choices and we shouldn't just like do it halfway. We should all like confidently make choices even though they could be wrong. Like even if like it ends up being something completely different, like make the choices. Yeah. Like solidly make the choices because, you know, it can always, it can always be, you know, pushed in the right direction but like if if you if you like if like you said if you leave set feeling like you didn't do enough like that sucks yeah easier to have someone pull you back exactly push you forward yeah hi um oh my god okay um my name is drew um and my question is what is your favorite like movie or tv show and musical and how does it inspire you uh okay i movie or tv show and musical or like musical just any of them okay great um i you know going right to disney i love hercules and um ironically lilo and stitch is like one of my favorite disney movies uh but i love stranger things um uh, i love i love umbrella academy um <laughs> I, I like I like mysteries and like spooky things. Love spooky stuff. Um, uh, and like I just love any musical. If it's Broadway, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Yeah. We happen to be producing Into the Woods, as you might yes, have heard. I heard. That's incredible. And Drew is playing our Jack. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Hi, uh, my name is Danny, and. Uh, my question is, so I'm not necessarily a dancer, 
but uh, I kind of want to get into it. So do you have any tips on how you would necessarily start getting into dance? Oh, yeah. So I, I, like, I dance, um, not, you know, I'm not like a big old professional dancer, but, you know, I, I, I dance. Um, and I love to dance, actually. So there's a, there's a dance studio, you know, in my town where I live. And, like, I know the family that runs it really well. And I, I love dance. Um, you know, just like anything else, if you love to do it, then just look for opportunities where you can do what you love. Like maybe there's a maybe there's a part in a in a show or a musical where like a character does a lot of dancing. You could try for that, or you could you know find a dance studio and start taking classes. But or even just like you know around your house, just like make your own choreography and just dance all the time. Just like anything, yeah. If you if you love it, then you should do it. Thank you. You said that you were going to um, you're going to go to boarding school soon for performing yeah. arts, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going from like one extreme to the other. <laughs> you're going from homeschool to a boarding school, which is so cool. Yeah. What are some of the things that you're hoping, um, you know, that you're setting your intentions for to learn in school? What are some of the things that you're most interested in these days? Um, well, one of the things I'm definitely looking to make, you know, a community at at boarding school, which is, you know really important for me because I I'm a very social person uh, but also you know like there's even even though you know I've I've done Nate I was on tour I've done so many shows like there's always more to learn and uh, I I you know I just want to have I want to have a high school experience that's a big part of it too so yeah can we talk about your tour life for a second? So t Absolutely. Can we <laughs> the, please? Um, we talked with Christina Alabato a lot. About, I love Christina so much. Isn't she amazing? She's amazing. She was in the last session, I think. I don't know how long I've been here, but um, but she was talking a lot about like the daily life. I know that obviously as an adult performer in a tour, it's a lot more grueling and maybe they save some of your time. But like tell us about your uh, tell us about the tour. Tell us about what it was like. Yeah, so I toured with uh, the first national Broadway tour of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and, uh, I, it was a lot of fun. It was really wild because we were traveling around constantly, but it was like, it was the best year. Was, we, I was on tour for a year and a half. Wow. What, um, age, what ages from? Uh, I was, I started when I was like 11, 12, like 11, 12. I think I had my 12th birthday on tour. So started when I was 11, I finished when I finished right before I turned 13. Wow. Uh-huh. And um, you know, there was, there was actually three of us playing Charlie, um, and one of us would perform and then have the night off and then, um, like be a standby backstage and then perform. So when, when one of us was performing, there was always an, like another kid, you know, backstage on standby, just doing school, just doing whatever, um, just in case, you know, something were to happen, yeah. which, you know, it did a couple of times, um, yeah, so then, then one kid had the night off. So once you performed, you had the night off, and then you were on standby, and then you performed again. And it was just, you know, a big old loop. Um, but it was so much fun. Like, I got to see so many places yeah. and so many different theaters, and it was so cool. And did family go with you, or did you have a... Yeah, my mom and my sister uh, traveled with me, and then sometimes when uh, my mom had to work, my grandma traveled with me as well. Oh so, yeah, it was, it was really, really amazing, and we... Like, it was such a close-knit community because, you know, yeah. you you get to really know these people. And then it was very sad when it ended. But, you know, I'm still in contact with, uh, with you know, 
all the people I was on tour with because yeah. it's, you know, such a close family. So it was amazing. I love that. Hi. Hi, my name is Phoebe, and I'm 13 years old. Um, I really liked your monologue performance in Better Nate Than Ever. Do you have any tips and tricks on monologues? Uh, the, the, the Marjorie monologue? Yeah. That's my favorite part in the whole movie. <laughs> um, it's so good. Uh, yeah, so uh, memorizing has always come kind of naturally for me, but um, my, my process is I will, I will memorize literally like one one row of text at a time or like sometimes two like just do two or three sentences at a time and just go over those three sentences until you have them and then move on to the next three sentences and then go back and do all of those sentences and you know just do it little by little because it's easier to memorize you know a bunch of little things than it is to memorize one big thing and that's just that makes it seem easier at least for me. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Hello again. Hello again. Got a second question. I love it. Uh, another question. Obviously, we're at sleepaway camp, so a lot of us are dealing with homesickness. What was it like when you were in New York for three months, away from your friends and away from a lot of the people you care about? And how did you cope with that? Oh. Um, well, my mom and sister were with me, so that definitely helped a lot because, uh, you know, I'm very close with them. Uh, but I, like I said, it's a, it's a very, it's a very small, um, community where I live. And so like, yeah, like, like I have, I have, I, I had a couple of friends there, but it, I, I made such close friends and family with, you know, the people I was working with. So that helped a lot too. But, uh, in times when I did feel homesick, like I, I had my crystals that I was always carrying. Like I had, <laughs> I had, I, I had my crystals on set. Like they were in my pockets. Um, and then like I have this, you know, I call it my comfort sweater. I have this old like ratty green hoodie that I wear, um, and that always calms me down. But like, just things that you know comfort you and that you know maybe remind you of home. Or when it gets really like I, I get anxiety a lot and when it gets really bad, I just try to, like I literally just try to distract myself. Like I will, I will just, you know, just like, like maybe, maybe I'll just turn on, turn on, uh, you know, a show that I like just to get myself thinking about something else. Um, but also my mom ran a summer camp and you know, she was the best at, talking to the homesick kids, one of the things that she would do is she would tell them to go outside and look at the ground and, you know, find a rock. Like, literally, just like the first rock you see, pick it up. And then, like, really put some energy around, like, like connect, like, just, like, hold on to that rock. And, and like, it helps, it helps you be grounded. Being grounded is very important. And, um, like once you once you have you know this this little pebble once you have that connection just carry it with you and like that will help you remember of you know the time that time when you you know picked up that pebble and felt better and then every time you pick up the rock again it just reminds you to take a deep breath and just know that everything's gonna be okay thank you love yeah. crystals thank you i love that what great advice Hi, I'm Issa. Um, I'm a counselor. I actually have a question for your mom. Yeah. Oh. 
visual artist. I don't know how to work <laughs> a microphone. All right. Um, my question for you is, um, I have a really close relationship with my mom, and she also has always fostered this environment um, encouraging the arts. And I was wondering, what is the most important thing to you as a parent in encouraging art in a world that I feel like can sometimes look down on the arts? Um, how do you keep that environment in your home for Ruby and your other children? I know that's not a question for me, but that was a really good question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, it's really easy because it's literally my job. Um, I teach private music lessons. I teach out of uh, my house, and I have a studio in the little town that we live next to. And um, Ruby and his younger sister, Lily, have come with me to all of my lessons. So Ruby doesn't talk a lot about the work that he did leading up to this moment, but he's literally sat in on thousands of lessons. So he's, even though they weren't for him, that's, you know, that was a thing. So they, they see it, but, but for me, you know, they'll, they'll get really embarrassed. You know, every once in a while I'll need like a Monday morning dance party. And so I'll turn on music and I'll dance and they'll be totally <laughs> mortified because I'm, I'm dancing. Um, but there's moments like that where, where I feel like as a parent, we have to, we have to be willing to play and we have to be willing to be creative and we have to be willing to be ourselves. And if we can do those things, then we teach our kids that play is okay, that creativity is okay, and that being themselves is okay. And it's really scary, honestly, it's really scary as a parent to like throw your kid out there and be like, okay, just be yourself. Um, because, it's, because we all have those fears about like, well, what's gonna happen? And you know, what's this world like? And there's so much to be afraid of. But honestly, there's also so much magic and so, ma so much good in this world as well. And so for me, it's just remembering who I am, making sure that I'm being my creative, playful self, making sure that I'm playing music when I want to, that I'm drawing when I want to, that I'm dancing when I want to, so that they can see that and so that then they do that as well. I love that. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm also a counselor. Um, and I would like to ask the question, so you said that on set there was a lot of support and community from all the people with you. How can you like bring that into the real world and foster that with your friends and things around you? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I, I would say that uh, being a good part of a community is not only, you know, being supportive and lifting you know, lifting other people up, but also giving yourself time to, you know, take time for yourself so that you can be able to lift yourself up. Because like, you're not gonna be able to be there for somebody else when you can't be there for yourself. So you gotta, you gotta take time to make sure that you're okay and to recuperate so that you can like be your best self in your community. And um, it's, it's, it's all about support, supporting each other, supporting yourself. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned you like makeup. Um, I am also into makeup and spooky stuff, too. We actually uh, made a horror film last month, in March. It was fun. If you could, like, manifest and be, like, a creature, like, any creature you want, like, what would it be? And, like, what type of prosthetics do you think you would use if you know about that stuff? Okay. I mean, best question of the yeah. day. Okay, that's, that's like such a good that's question. That's so cool. Um, that's a great question. Uh, 
Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so since I like spooky stuff, I think it would have to be something scary because, like, I like that. Um, totally. Uh, but, like, something... Oh, I, I don't even know. Um, but definitely not something human. Like, something very... Like, like not even, like, a, like a human form. Like, just something so out there. Um, goopy? Yeah, like- goop, goopy. Yeah, like, slimy. Slimy and... Um, like really just like gross looking, but at the same time, just like, I, okay, 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 I think I have it. So, so like something, like something like really slimy and gross and gooby and like not human, but then it would just have, have like human eyes. Oh. Because then, then it can connect with the audience being like, oh, like that's scary because like there is some part of a human, there's some part of me in that, and I, I don't I don't like it. Um, yeah. So that's a that's really interesting to think about. I love that's that. That's an awesome idea. And also I think I have the same sweatshirt. Oh my god, amazing. Yes. Love that sweatshirt. You should wear it sometime. Yes. <laughs> so it's obvious you're like an incredibly talented person. Do you have any like hidden talents or passions? Oh. Ooh. Hidden talents. Hidden talents. Um, I. I mean, I talked about this earlier, so I don't know if it's really hidden, but I love to cook, and I'm really good at cooking. So I guess that's a hidden talent. Um, but, like, like more of what you would consider a hidden talent is I'm really good at, like, catching food in my mouth. Like, I could throw it up and then catch it in my mouth. So that's kind of a hidden talent. Very hidden talent. What's your favorite dish to make? Or, like, what's your signature dish? Um, uh, oh, gosh. You know, I, I don't. That's, I don't know. That's, like, such a hard question like because, you know, I like, yeah, I, I just I just enjoy food. <laughs> I just enjoy food. Um, I like potatoes, though. Like, just like, the, just like potatoes in general because, like, they're so good. And there's so many different things you can do with them. Like, you could do salt potatoes. You could do fries. You could do hash browns. You could do, like, yes. so many different things with potatoes. I love that fashion and Stranger Things and now potatoes are just getting like literally slid. just potato. Oh potato. my potato! I love it. Uh, yeah, I burn toast, so. Oh. oh. Hey, you'll, you, you you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> toast is you know you can't really ruin toast even if you burn it. You know, slap some butter on there. There's nothing that a little butter can't fix. A lot of butter. I like butter. Julia Childs. Perfect. Hi, I'm Ariana, and earlier you mentioned that you were on tour for Charlie and Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering what life was like on tour for you. Um, yeah, so it was it was really really fun, and um, we 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 moved to a different city every couple of weeks, um, and that that process was like you know you go you stay in your hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're staying, you unpack, and then you know. You go to the theater, you do your shows, and then you you try to make time to, you know, see a couple of things in that city, and then you just pack up and you leave again. So you never really stop moving. It's a very kind of, like, constant, constant movement, which is, which kind of makes it, like, more difficult to end than a lot of other things, especially because as, like, really, really soon after tour ended, COVID started, so it went from doing so many things to doing nothing. Um, and that was really weird. That was a weird adjustment. Um, no, but it was seriously the best year and a half of my life. It was like I, the people that I got to meet, the places that I got to see, it was such an amazing way to travel the country and just do so many amazing things. Thank you so much. Yeah. So my question is, if you could play any other character in Better Nate Than Ever, who would it be and why? Oh, 
That's a really good question. Um, I think that I would love to play Libby just so that I would get to say tone. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or one of the people like in the in the creative team, like the audition, the audition people. Yeah. Um, because I think that would be fun. Thank you. We called um, Christina Alabato. I was like, how does it feel to have played Disney's most um, scariest villain of all time? And she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, it was so amazing to get to like be Literally. a casting director. She was terrifying. Like, like very intimidating. Yes. Like when she climbs up onto the random ladder on the wall um, and just like starts yelling at everybody, uh, it was great. It was... She's amazing. And you know those moments where like Nate is doing both parts mm -hmm. of the audition and everyone's just like, oh, Come like, on, help man. him, someone. Yeah. And of yeah, course, yeah, casting yeah. would never be that mean. Like casting no. would never be like, thank you. I told you. <laughs> why did we take a chance on this kid? It was like, um, clearly you know why you took a chance on this kid. Yeah. I called back. Um, what of, of the best pieces of advice that you've ever gotten in your life, what do you feel like you hold true to? Just a small little question. Yeah, no, just, you know, a little question. Um, <laughs> well, you, you, seem very so, simple. you seem so secure in who you are and, like, you're bringing yourself to your roles and to what you're doing as an artist. And I think that's, like, already so inspirational to everyone in this room. It's clear that you were the person to play Nate um, because of that. But, like, what's another piece of advice that you feel like is something you'll always hold with you? Oh, I that's – I've gotten – you know, I've gotten, like, I, I, I learned through experience. So, like, all of the shows and all of the things that I've gotten to do have taught me so much. Um, but uh, the one of the first days that we were rehearsing, uh, Tim Federley, he said um, something like, just walk on to set and be, you know, your best person. And I, I use that a lot. Um, because that will, like, obviously, you know, that made set a much more positive place, but also I use that in life. Like, just go into everything you do being, you know, the best person you can be, and it's, and it's all going to work out. And also, also just, like, trusting that everything's going to work out, which is hard to do, to, you know, really just, like, completely let go. But that's, that's, that's a really important thing to do. I love that. Well, we have to say some special thanks before we close out our session today. And probably the coolest part to this whole thing is that you're going to be here tonight for the drag show. Which is going to be so fun. Um, but we want to thank our fabulous Gabriel Roland here on yeah. All Tech, All Need. Our fabulous producer and tech director, AJ Hamilton, up in the booth. All of your fabulous staff at YATC. Give them rounds of applause. Jordan Icorn on camera, lights, sound, all those things. I don't know what they are. I just say camera, lights, sound. Um, and Gina, thank you so much yeah. for bringing Nate all the way across the country. And of course, to our very special guest, can you believe we just had Nate from Better Nate Than Ever, Ruby Wood! Can you even sort of believe that Ruby Wood doesn't get recognized. <laughs> I still, I've been thinking about that moment in that interview for the last month and a half. And I'm like, 
There's no way. If I saw that kid in an airport, I would be like, are you Nate from Better Nate Than Ever? He did grow quite a bit from the filming of that movie, too. He grew, he grew taller and his hair is so long now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I guess he does look quite different. But I, I mean, I feel like I would recognize him, but only because I love the film. I've watched <laughs> it like 16 times at this point. Big fan. Uh, as AJ said before, it's like literally the new... Uh, I mean, kids were like screaming at the screen and oh and laughing and crying and cheering. And it was just like such an interactive. I was sort of like, is this this generation's Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show? Like, <laughs> when did the kids start screaming back at the movie screen? Exactly. I guess it's COVID. These kids don't really know how to watch movies anymore. <laughs> also just super impressed with how centered Ruby is as a human. Mm-hmm. All of all of, everything he had to say was just so centered and peaceful. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And it was great to have his mom there. Yeah. So so wonderful. She's Ugh. wonderful. So supportive. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing parent that kind of stands back and lets her kid follow his dreams and supports him with what he wants to do. Yeah. So if you haven't checked out Better Nate Than Ever, go check it out on Disney Plus. Last podcast guest, Christina Alabato, is also in that movie. That's right. Well, he's probably one of the best Disney villains of all time, <laughs> a.k.a. the casting associate. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. It's full of so much heart, and you will love it. Yeah. And if you liked this podcast or this masterclass, join us for more either on the podcast here or at camp itself. We have so many amazing teachers that come and work at the Young Actors Theater Camp, not just in a moderated masterclass format, but also in workshop. So you actually get to get up on your feet and work with these amazing humans, developing your skills, getting them up to the next level, uh, and just all of us becoming the best artists we can be in one safe and supportive environment. Heck yeah. Thank you so much to Ruby, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast for all of our incredible episodes with the most talented guests. Follow us on all of our socials, at Camp YATC on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter to keep updated on all of the news and goings-on with camp throughout the year. And I want to thank my co-hosts, Valerie and Sean. It's always wonderful to do these with you guys. <laughs> always a pleasure. Thank you, Absolutely. AJ. Absolutely. Thank you, AJ. And remember, mm-hmm. folks, get up there every day. Do a little something towards your art, whether you are supporting an artist. We want to thank you dramatically and drastically. And if you are an artist, get up there and do something every day for your craft. Because while your friends are binging Netflix, you're learning how to be on it. Do something, whether it's just for yourself or for the world. Go out and create. Have a great day, everyone. See you on the next episode. <laughs>